0: I'm Jenny Rerick. I'm Jay Weedle. And, and
1: you're, you're listening to, listening to the, the Fit to
0: Speak podcast. podcast, a show dedicated to giving coaches and trainers practical tips on how to communicate what they know in a way other people understand. Hey, thanks for being here. This is Jenny Rerick. It is just me today. It's been a couple of weeks. Great to be back. Happy you're here. I wanted to today share a couple of insights that I've taken while reading the book Four Thousand Weeks by Oliver Berkman. The book is actually about productivity, not communication. But what I found is as I was reading it, I've been highlighting nonstop because so many of the principles he shares around productivity also translate beautifully to communication. So today I wanted to share three of those with you. The first one in In the book, he talks about how often with productivity, many of us have this belief that we can fit everything into our schedules. And because we have that belief, we naturally take on more and more commitments. And as we continue to take on commitments because we believe we can fit them in, we stop asking that question of whether or not each of these commitments is truly worth our time. This happens in communication all the time. Often when we get the opportunity to share information with people, we convince ourselves or we have this belief that we can fit everything into the single interaction, whether that's during a conversation. maybe we're answering a question from a client, an athlete, a patient, or maybe it's during a formal presentation. but we convince ourselves that that this is my moment to share this information and because I'm not sure I'm going to get another moment, I'm going to share as much information as I can. However, if we treat everything we say as being important, inevitably nothing is important. What I wanted to share specifically with you are three filtering questions. I would encourage you to start asking before deciding what to say. The first is, what base level of knowledge or experience does this person have on this topic? Knowing what this person knows or does not know and then what their experience has been with this topic not only is going to clue you into the type of language you should use when communicating, but also the level of depth or background that you need to provide to them. The second filtering question is, what will they do with this information? You ha- you should, you don't have to, you should try and figure out what the person is planning to do with the information you're sharing before you give it to them. Because that way you know what information is important in getting them to that objective and what information is nice to know but not necessary. The third filtering question is, What's the least amount of information I can share to help them be successful with this information? Very similar to that concept of minimum effective dose. What's the least I can do to get the outcome I want? And the same is true when sharing information. Aim for the minimum effective dose. A few days ago on Twitter, I posted a little quip that said, the more you say, the more you'll have to explain we forget that the more we say, the more inevitable questions are going to come up about all of the new things that we've added to this pile of information. Share less information so that you give your listener or listeners more space to deeply process and take in and connect with the more important information that you've been sharing. To wrap up this insight, I wanted to share a direct quote from the book. Oliver Berkman writes, writes, You have to choose a few things, sacrifice everything else, and deal with the inevitable sense of loss that results. This is concise communication in a nutshell, is you have to pick out what's important to say. I'm going to sacrifice everything else I wanted to say, and I'm going to accept the fact that I can't share everything. The second insight from the book came from an excerpt when he was talking about the food delivery service called Seamless. That's the name of the business. And how Seamless runs advertisements that boast about how using their service lets you avoid the agony of having to talk to an actual person at the restaurant. And of course, anytime we don't have to interact with another person, the process of ordering food is going to go smoother. But the question is, Is smoothness actually what we want? Because for what you do and I do with our work, relationships are the determinants of our happiness and our success. I think this is true in general for communication is that technology has developed in a way that allows us to communicate more information in less time. But the only way that it's done that is by removing the human interaction part of it, the synchronous communication aspect of it. Anytime we choose to use communication mediums that are frictionless, such as text messaging, sending messages on social media, leaving voice memos, the more we're removing the reps that we can get in in any given day to develop our social skills now throughout our lives we are going to be having difficult interactions with people whether those be personal or professional and if our our communication has to that point been characterized by frictionless communication anytime we find ourselves in difficult interactions we're Going to feel overwhelmed, and we're probably not going to handle them well because we're so out of practice. If we eliminate the friction of communication that inevitably comes from interacting with other human beings synchronously at the same time, face to face, on the phone, over video chat, we essentially are eliminating the feedback that is essential to developing our communication skills. All this to say, I do this and I'm challenging you to do this is before you send that text message or shoot that note over social media, ask yourself if that's really the best medium for that message or if you're simply choosing it because it's frictionless and is always communicating without friction going to help you develop your communication skills to a point where they can support you in those more difficult interactions that are inevitably going to happen in your life. The third and final insight from the book is, I'm going to wrap this up in one simple statement. Oliver Berkman writes about how anytime you make a process more convenient, you essentially drain it of its meaning. This was a light bulb moment for me because in the customer service business, when you do things that people know were an inconvenience for you, they hold that much more meaning to the other person. The example he gave in the book was about writing a card. Anytime you take the time to sit down and handwrite a card and put it in the mail to send to somebody else, of course they appreciate the message, but they what they appreciate more is the fact that you took time to sit down and go through the inconvenience of writing this letter, putting this in an envelope, finding or maybe having to buy stamps and then putting it in the mailbox. It's not essentially just the message that has meaning. It's the whole inconvenience of the act that has meaning. This is so important for customer service because anytime I am reading anything about making my business more successful, it's always about systems of implement the system to be more efficient, buy this software so it's more efficient. But essentially, all those things take away the inconvenience. And yet the inconvenience is where the meaning is. So my challenge to you and what I'm also doing is think about what are some of the inconvenient things you can do to strengthen your relationships with your customers, clients, athletes, or patients. Are there any systems you've put in place that have Taken away the inconvenience, and yet the inconvenience is where the meaning is. Again, all three of these insights came from the book 4000 Weeks by Oliver Berkman. It's about productivity. I've really enjoyed it. I'm not quite finished yet. I hope you found these insights as helpful as I did, and I'll look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks for listening to the show. As this is a podcast about communication, we value and welcome your input, any feedback you have and questions about how we could make the show even better for you. We'd love it if you click the link in the show notes to do so.